Welcome back to Jekyll and Freckles, Episode 3. Yes, sir, we both mumbled. Come on in, it's supper time. Let's go inside. Mama's got meatloaf cooked for us, Daddy said. The three of us entered the utility room and went to wash up for supper. As we all took our places around the table, I heard Charlotte grumble under her breath. I hate meatloaf. Charlotte, you're going to eat what's placed in front of you, and that's that, Mama replied, surprising Charlotte. I did cook some of my green beans, and I also made yellow squash just for you. Thanks, Mama, Charlotte quietly said. You're welcome. Gail, why don't you say the blessing tonight, Daddy commanded. Yes, sir, Gail answered and then began. Father in heaven, thank you for this food. Please bless it to the nourishment of our bodies. Please bless Brother Cherry as he brings the sermon on Sunday morning. Thank you for watching over and protecting us. Please help us as we go on our ways tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, we all said in unison. Could you please pass the green beans, Charlotte asked. Could I have the bowl of squash, requested Gail. Virgil remained silent as the bowls of vegetables passed in front of him. This was going to be a long meal for him because he did not like green beans or squash. As the plate of meatloaf passed by, he stuck his fork into one of the slices and brought it to his plate. Make sure that you get some vegetables too, Mama said as she spied Virgil's meatloaf-filled plate. Yes, ma'am, Virgil groaned. I'm going to tell you girls like I told Wallace and Virgil, Daddy began. Stay out of the hole where the pool is going to be. Those walls could fall down on you faster than you can imagine. Yes, sir, we all obediently replied. We all told about our day and the happenings of what was going on at our schools. We were only a few weeks away from Gina completing her junior year in high school. Her boyfriend, George, would graduate with the class of 1977 in late May. Gail was finishing up her ninth grade year, and Charlotte would graduate from junior high the day before George would walk the stage. I was ready to move on myself and enter the sixth grade, the big dogs of Splendor Elementary School. Virgil would be entering the fourth grade. Daddy, I started, now that they've dug the hole for the pool, what are they going to do next? First, they'll be put in in the plumbing, Daddy began. Next, they will build the forms and pour in the concrete on all sides. After that, they will plaster over the concrete to make the inside of the pool nice and smooth. How long will all this take? I continued. As long as it doesn't rain, they should be finished by the end of June. Awesome, I said. Boys, I need for you to finish up and finish your homework, Mama commanded. Yes, ma'am. Virgil and I finished what little homework we had, brushed our teeth, and headed back to the living room, approaching the recliner where Daddy was. Good night, Daddy, we said together. Good night, boys. I love you, Daddy answered. I love you, Virgil replied as he kissed Daddy. I love you, too, I said as I, too, kissed Daddy. Good night, Mama, I said, and then Virgil repeated as we each kissed her. Good night, boys. I love you both, she said gently. We love you, too, we said together. 
You need to get into bed, Mama said. Make sure that you both go to the bathroom. Yes, ma'am. As we entered our bedroom and stripped down to our underwear, neither of us brought up the pool. We both knew that this was going to be difficult to go to sleep tonight as thoughts about our summer plans started to form. I climbed into my twin beds and pulled the sheets up to my neck. Good night, Virgil, I stated. Good night, he replied and turned to face me. I can't wait. Me either. The next morning I awoke to the pitter-patter of rain on the roof. I stood up on my mattress pulled the curtains to one side, and looked out our bedroom window that faced Mr. Bond's property. Oh, no, I groaned. Virgil, get up, it's raining outside. So, Virgil grunted, so the hole is going to be filled up with water and they aren't going to be able to get the plumbing in. What, Virgil said as he sat up in his bed. We quickly got dressed and headed to the kitchen where Daddy was drinking coffee and smoking a cigarette. It's raining outside, I complained. That's going to ruin the pool. Let's see what happens with the rain today, Daddy said. Perhaps it's not as bad as it looks. You two need to go and let the chickens out. Why don't you put your rubber boots on and check out the pool on the way to the chicken yard? Come on, Virgil said excitedly. Let's go. We both ran to the garage and put on a pair of oversized rubber boots and a raincoat before running out the back door of the garage towards the hole where the pool was going to be. Almost immediately, we saw that the pool had over two feet of water in the deep end. Hey, that's not that bad, I optimistically stated. Maybe you're right, Virgil said. We both stood and stared at the streamlets of water running down the sides of the pool and then to the deep end. If it stops pretty soon, maybe they can work on it tomorrow, Virgil quipped. We ran as fast as we could, which was not very fast because of the extra weight of the rubber boots. As we entered the chicken yard, I took a misstep and slid down in the slimy chicken poop mud. Aw man, I disappointingly shouted. Ew, gross, Virgil exclaimed. I stood up and tried to shake the crap and mud off of me. I finished my journey to the chicken house door and propped it open. I peered inside and could see the hens still perched on their roosts looking drearily outside at the rain. I don't blame you for staying in here, I said. It's a nasty day. I spotted Jekyll and sloshed over to pick her up and pet her. Two of the white leghorn chickens near her jumped down in alarm and ran out in the rain. You'll be sorry, you old biddies, I shouted to them. I quickly put Jekyll back on the roost and headed back to the house with Virgil. As we passed the hose that we used to water the animals, I asked Virgil if he would spray me off before we went to the house. Virgil agreed and bent down to turn on the water. Turn around, he commanded as he stuck his thumb over the opening to the hose, causing the water to fan out. Virgil rinsed off my front and rear, completely soaking me in the process. Even though it was nearly 70 degrees outside, the water felt cold and my teeth began to chatter. You know that you're going to have to take a bath before school, he laughed. 
I know, I grumbled. I can't go to school smelling like chicken poop. Becky would never like me. We both ran from the chicken yard to the back door and entered the garage. Virgil slipped off his boots and bounded inside. I slipped off my boots and then unsnapped my jeans and let them fall to the floor. I then stripped off my shirt and threw it next to the washing machine. As I stood there in my underwear, I pondered how I would get from the garage, through the utility room, the kitchen, and the living room without being seen by one of my sisters. I cracked the door to the utility room and stuck my head inside. Everyone close your eyes. I'm coming through in my underwear, I shouted to the family. I cracked the door enough to slide into the house and peek through the living room door to make sure that everyone had complied. The only people at the table were Daddy and Gina. Mama had left the house earlier to start her bus route. As I bounded out of the utility room, heading for the living room, I heard Gail sing, I see London, I see France, I see someone's underpants. Woo-woo, look at that, hiney. Daddy, she's supposed to have her eyes closed, I shouted as both of my hands instinctively covered my maleness on the side that Gail couldn't see. Wearing my white, white briefs, my wet white briefs was only slightly better than wearing nothing at all, so I had to make sure that if Charlotte came on the scene, she wouldn't get a clear shot. Gail, finish cooking your toast, Daddy reprimanded. Yes, sir, Gail said as she opened the oven door, stifling her laughter. I rounded the corner of the living room that led into the hallway. Once out of sight, I peeked around the corner and shouted to Gail, Can you cook me two pieces of cinnamon toast, too? After that show, I'd be glad to, Gail said as she laughed out loud. I ran my bath water, jumped in, and quickly soaped up and rinsed off. As I was jumping out of the bathtub, Gina shouted, The bus will be here in ten minutes, Wallace. You need to hurry. I wrapped a towel around me and ran to my room to get redressed for the day. I quickly put on my shoes, grabbed my cinnamon toast, and made it to the end of the driveway, just in time to see Mama turn on the yellow flashing lights that adorned each end of the bus. The bus ground to a halt right in front of our driveway. The red flashing lights started blinking as Mama opened the door. I thought I'd laid out your blue striped shirt for you, she said. I fell in the mud in the chicken yard, I stated. Did you take a bath? Mama questioned. Yes, ma'am, I replied. Okay, come on. It's going to be a long morning. I have to drive slowly because the roads are wet and slippery. Mama informed as she shut the doors to the bus and shifted the transmission into first gear. From my vantage point, I could see Darla and Rex, our neighbors, standing at their driveway, bundled in their rain gear, waiting on the bus. Wallace, you need to take a seat, Mama said, as I began walking towards my normal seat in front of the wheel well. The rest of the week went by in a blur. It rained all day Tuesday and Wednesday. On Thursday, the rain stopped, but the sky was overcast all day long. When Virgil and I got home from school, we went to see what shape the pool was in. To our disappointment, the pool was filled with five feet of water in the deep end. We're never going to get our pool finished, Virgil groaned. I 
can't believe it. We're going to have to wait until the end of summer before we can swim, I replied back. Virgil and I turned around and walked to the old garage. We opened the up-and-over garage door and retrieved our bikes. We began riding towards the Womack's house, looking at the ditches on either side of the road that were filled to the brim with water. Hey, let's catch some crawdads, Virgil suggested. I bet that there are a lot today because of all the rain. I'll ride back and get a five-gallon bucket, I shouted as I turned my bike around and headed back up the driveway. In the meantime, Virgil had dropped his bike near the ditch and began to survey the slowly moving water. I reappeared carrying the empty five-gallon bucket. We need to put some water in there before we catch anything. That way they won't die, I said. What are we going to do with them after we catch them? Virgil pondered. I don't know, I replied. We'll probably just throw them back. Hey, I see a big one right there, I said as I pointed to a two-inch crawdad that was partially hiding under a leaf. That's a blood pincher, Virgil said. You can see his red claw from here. Oh, yeah, I see it now. Be careful not to let him grab your skin or he'll pinch it until you bleed. I heard that they won't let go of you until you hear thunder, I informed. I heard the same thing about snapping turtles, Virgil remarked. They say that if you are ever bitten by one of those turtles, he will hang on until he hears thunder and lightning. Then he gets scared and wants to go back into the water. Hey, there's another one, I shouted. Virgil and I busied ourselves for the rest of the afternoon, catching as many crawdads as we could find. We had some that were barely an inch long and then some that measured four inches and had great big claws. The bottom of the white five-gallon bucket was a squirming, wriggling mass as the crawdads tried to escape. Some of them would get into a defensive posture as others crawled across their backs. Wallace, Virgil, it's supper time, Mama shouted from the kitchen window. I heard the window click shut as we dumped the crawdads back into the ditch and headed back to the house. I'll put the bucket away, I said to Virgil. You get your bike and bring it in. This concludes... Episode 3 of Jekyll and Freckles by Wallace Gibbs.